Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Take it down into the armpit of the cesspool of crime in New York City, the subway system. Just give you a headline of what occurred last night at about 8.30 on the number three train heading into Manhattan. Uh, Guy, 45-year-old man, was slain riding that Brooklyn subway train, the number three as he was trying to break up an argument over loud music between two other guys when he was shot. Shot twice uh, in the back and once in the shoulder. And this is something that I've experienced what will be 45 years of patrolling the subway system of New York City with the Guardian Angels uh, on February 13th uh, anniversary. People coming on and playing music loud. It used to be the boombox, forcing you to have to listen to that nonsense. And then you would have thought with the age of the Dr. Dre headphones, the big ripoff there that has made him a billionaire. And with just being able to listen to your iPhone and your smartphone uh, just with uh, a few buds in your ears so that nobody else has to hear it. You still have guys coming on to the train blasting what is sort of like a mini boombox or the old-fashioned big boomboxes, sort of like, hey, I want to listen to it. Everybody's going to listen to it. And you know what I used to do, Justin Ellick, in the initial days of the Guardian Angel Patrols? I walk into a train. Guy be blasting his boombox, smoking his herb, his chiba, blowing it in people's faces. I go up to him and say, yo, man, once you put the chiba out, turn the box off. F you, you're not the police. You ain't telling me nothing. I said, well, I'm going to ask you nice. And then remember, they had the windows in the old trains that you could open up on the side. And I said, I'm asking you, put the Chiba out, turn the boom box down. F you, get out of my face. 
And then I grab the boombox and I throw it right out of the moving train, smashing it to bits in the tunnel. And by the time it pulled into the next train, the guy either sheepishly walked off the train or wanted a fight. And I'll never forget when he was actually doing it purposefully next to a pregnant Hispanic woman who already had a kid by her side. They were terrified. And I got to tell you, I threw that guy off the train at 161st Street right by Yankee Stadium, the number four train. And the cops uh, eventually rolled up because you have the uh, transit police district there. And they wanted to lock me up and charge me with uh, severe cases of assault. But this guy, uh, wrong way, Lou Rafino, was on parole. And I said, no, I'm charging him. Because I knew, man, these homies, you know, they tried that trick on me. They think I'm a white guy and I'm stupid. I said, no, I want, I want to press charges too. They say, you can't do that. I said, yes, I can. He can press charges on me. I'm pressing charges on him. And then when they talk to him, inevitably he's on parole. That would violate, he'd be violating parole. Back then it was a serious thing. Now it's like a walk in the park. And he didn't want to go back upstate. So Suave, he went his way, I went my way. But the subways are out of control. Not, not enough transit police. They claim there's like 2,500 transit police. They are never on the moving trains. When's the last time any of you actually saw a police officer in a uniform transit cop going up and down, walking up and down a moving train? It doesn't happen. And so a criminal and thugs know that once those doors close, they can do whatever they want. So I'm getting more and more to the point that come February 13, we're going to re-engage the subways massively and teach them how to patrol the subways, which means you have a presence in the train itself as it's moving. You go from car to car so that if there is a problem, it's usually a woman who'll say, hey, that guy over there was flashing me. He was trying to prove to um, me that he didn't have erectile dysfunction. Well, that guy was flashing a knife. He saw you guys came in and he put it away. Or you can smell them smoking Chibo or drinking. Or you can, you can hear them blasting their boombox and they won't turn it off. These quality of life violations are just so annoying. And then there are emotionally disturbed people who are a menace to themselves and everyone else. Whatever happened to those mental health care workers that Eric Adams said would be a company transit police patrols? I haven't seen any. And I'm down in the subway every day. And then this continued problem with fare evasion, the joke, a $700,000 spent experiment that has already been an absolute disaster. The MTA money-taking agency put together these special uh, tests, they call it the test, of these special turnstiles to prevent fare evasion. Sufton Boulevard. Take the E-train there, then catch the train to the plane to JFK. All you got to do is put your hand over the guardrail, block the sensor, and it opens up without you having to pay. And there have been video after video, and the MTA just wasted $700,000 of our money. Well, they wasted millions. So I want to go back to the old concept, and nobody has called for this, and it would stop a lot of this nonsense, because if you do not control who enters the system at the turnstiles, you lose control of the system completely. This was back in 2019, December of 2019. 
Mark that day, Justin Ellick, because you're going to be apologizing to me tomorrow on Sid Rosenberg's show when your Eagles go down to defeat against the Buccaneers. And you know why? Because the curse of George Norcross when they threw him out of the Philly Stadium there because he was flying an Israeli flag. Anyway, I digress. So back in December of 2019, Andrew Evilized Cuomo, King Cuomo II, the son of Mario Facha, Bruta Cuomo, King Cuomo I. And he listens intently to this show. Not only the Rip and Read, in which I'm on Monday through Fridays, but all the other shows I do here at WABC, they cumulatively actually blend into the iconic call letters, WABC always broadcasting, Curtis, except he listens on our FM affiliate, WLIR, that goes right out to the mansion in Southampton. His brother Fredo's mansion, they've hit the mattresses, they're stirring the marinara sauce, they're planning their political comeback. Andrew Evilized Cuomo, the modern-day Michael Corleone, and his wartime consigliere Joe Pococco, who just got released from federal prison during six years. Cuomo wanted to hire 500 additional police officers and assign them only to the turnstiles. Now, these would not be the transit police, of which there are 2,500, although there are less and less of them. And they are managed by the city of New York, the police commissioner, missing in action, Eddie Caban, and a guy who is pretentious, omnipotent, obstinate, uh, Eric Adams, the mayor, who, when he was in the transit police, was actually a computer programming, taking paperwork and the... uh, in the records division and putting it on floppy disks. That was the extent of his patrol. So they know nothing at all about subway patrols, really. Cuomo's idea was good. You have the MDA cops. These are state cops in uniform. You can see them, in fact, at Sufton Boulevard or at Jamaica Avenue or wherever property of the MTA has to be guarded. Long Island Railroad, uh, Metro North, uh, subway yards. And for most most of the time, it's very light duty. But what he wanted to do was assign these 500 uniformed MTA state cops to the turnstiles to stop fare evasion. The reason we're talking about all this uh, congestion pricing and they're putting up the cameras as we speak, they want to put it into place and clip you at $15 a trip or more when you come south of 60th Street on the island of Manhattan, might even do it on the highways, which they're not supposed to do. That's uh, still up for for grabs in the court system, all the challenges. But that is their intention. And all the money that they would make from congestion pricing would just go to offset all the fare evasion. As we speak on this day, 20% of subway riders do not pay their fare. 40% of the bus riders do not pay their fare. The bulk of them along Highland Boulevard in Staten Island, where it's basically a free ride on the regular bus. We're not talking the express bus. And also the Bronx. I mean, almost every bus line in the Bronx, nobody pays. So how foolish is that? Why not resurrect Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, who would get lost in the subway system? She knows nothing about the subway system. She's put in charge of the MTA officials at J Street Borough Hall who get driven around in limousines by jeeps and never ride the system that they're responsible for making decisions in. And understand, if you do not protect the entrances and exits of the subway system, you lose control. Anarchy prevails. And if you don't stop, if you don't start collecting that fare now, 
All the congestion pricing in the world is not going to make up for all the losses in what we used to call the fare box. How foolish this is. They had a plan. The money was put aside. But because AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Socialists of America, said, oh, it would be unfair. They would be grabbing people of color. And then they would end up with an arrest record or have a violation. Hey, the law applies to everybody. And now when you get to a subway station, you see men and women in business attire bogarting the fair. You see guys with uh, pants hanging off their backside jumping the fair. You see school folks jumping the fair. Everybody jumps the fair. Even senior citizens, right, with canes and walkers. You know, somebody opens up the emergency gate, they go right through. Look, many of them are entitled to half fair. Some of them reduce fair. But it's all free fare, free, free, free. But somebody's got to pay for it. And that's why there's going to be congestion pricing. So stop the fare evasion at the various turnstiles. Get the 500 MTA police that Cuomo had put aside the money. And do your freaking jobs. Check this out. It's the Riff and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talking about this is the Riffin Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Snow. 
we're finally going to get snow. At least that's what the forecast says in our area. But look out in Chicago. It's my second city. It's like 16 degrees below zero. You add the wind chill factor off of Lake Michigan, and it feels like 40 below. And the wind will just cut you in half. The Venezuelans there, the illegal aliens, are saying no mas, no mas. And Governor Pritzker, Pritzker, who is a billionaire who thinks he's going to be a future president over my dead body, is begging Abbott to stop. Please stop. Stop sending the illegals. We can't handle them in this weather. Then at the Floyd Bennett Field, tents, which all sides agree the tents should come down. The women and children should be moved out of there. It's just not the right place for women and children to be. Everybody agrees on all sides of this issue, except for the pretentious, obstinate, omnipotent one, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who is mayor of the illegal aliens. Now, he insists that they stay. And when you talk to the illegal aliens there, you find out that they can deal with the rain, they can deal with the winds, they'll put up with that, but they cannot deal with this cold. And it's going to get colder, especially over the course of the next 10 days. So this is my suggestion, Justin Ellick, back-to-back, belly-to-belly, that in Chicago they make the offer to the Venezuelans who cannot deal with this cold. It has rocked them to the marrow of their bone. And the Venezuelans, who are the majority of the illegal aliens here in New York City, especially the ones in Floyd Field, that they will charter, meaning the city of New York will charter jets, And the uh, city of Chicago will charter jets out of O'Hare, here JFK, and take any of them back now to Caracas, Venezuela. Take them back. They're not going to be able to deal with this weather. Get them now on those planes because they can't deal with this weather. If you give them time to think about it, obviously it's their choice to go back. But I guarantee you, having talked to translators to so many of them, They will go back. They will take the opportunity to get on a chartered jet paid for by the city of Chicago. That could be underwritten by the billionaire governor who wants to become president in the future, J.B. Pritzker. And they could do it here in New York City. Why doesn't Eric Adams get his very dear friend, Michael Bloomberg, who supported him for mayor? Oh, what what a failure that was. I put him, have him put up the money. And remember, these people want to go back to Venezuela now. Now, some of them think they can wait out this Arctic freeze. But I guarantee you, if given the opportunity to return to their homeland where they don't have to deal with temperatures like this and winds and Arctic freeze and frozen rain and ice, guarantee most will take the opportunity. But you got to move quickly. But then Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, uh, decided that he had to appear with Sid Rosenberg on the morning show because this guy has no chance of getting moderate votes or white ethnic votes or Asian votes or votes that he's certainly going to need in a Democratic primary if he doesn't get arrested before them by the U.S. attorney for the Southern District and charged with uh, acts of political corruption and illegal fundraising. The over-under point spread is that that will probably happen sooner as opposed to later. But if he somehow survives, or even if he's indicted and decides, hey, if Trump could do it, I can do it, I'll continue on and run for office again. The backlash from the far left, they're going to try to take him out. 
And then obviously I'm more than prepared to jump in as a Republican and take him out on that end. But let's deal with what he told Sid today because his reappearance on the Sid Rosenberg show is a signal that he knows he's in mucho trouble. No mayor has had 28% polling results in the history of polling. He's 10 points lower than his hero, uh, the Papachula to the illegal aliens, Joe Biden. This is what he said about how the law prevents him from turning the illegal aliens over to ICE, La Migra, Immigration and Naturalization Service. What stops you from turning these buses around and busing out people? Getting them out of here. Yeah, different laws in the state, uh, laws that were put in place long before I became mayor. Uh, you know, those laws restrict me from turning over those who commit serious crimes to ICE. The laws don't allow me to do that. No, no, you don't allow yourself to do that because your brother in solidarity on this was Governor Andrew Evilize Cuomo. New York State is the state that says we will not cooperate with ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. He politicized ICE. They're a bunch of thugs. We said we will sue them if they violate any criminal laws in the state of New York. Did Eric Adams criticize Andrew Evilize Cuomo then? Was he in harmony and agreement with him considering ICE to be thugs? Yes. So you can't get away with that one, Eric. You can't get away with that one. And then he continued to say the law prevents him from turning migrant buses around and that he doesn't have the power of deportation. Uh, the law does not allow me to stop the buses. I cannot stand at the foot of the uh, Lincoln or Holland Tunnel and say, no, a bus can't come in. Uh, the state laws uh, don't allow me to do that, and I don't have the power of deportation. Well, guess what? Why don't you do what Governor Murphy is doing? If you don't think you can turn the buses around, how is it that Governor Murphy can watch illegal aliens being discharged at the Frank Lautenberg uh, Secaucus uh, station and then basically have the state New Jersey Transit Police take them the rest of the way as if they were coyotes and then pay for them to get into cabs and go to the Roosevelt Hotel to be processed here in New York City. So don't tell me you can't do it. You won't do it. You will not do it. For a while, you liar, you are actually encouraging illegal aliens at the Watson Hotel to go to the Port Authority, and the Governor Hochul had provided them tickets up to Plattsburgh. They could get it from the National Guard, and from Plattsburgh, they could cross over into Quebec, and although they would be arrested, they would then be given the amenities that they couldn't even get in New York City, in Montreal, and Toronto. Don't lie. You tried it before. You just never followed through. The moment the moment you were confronted about that, outsourcing illegal aliens to some other country, to some other city, it stopped you in your tracks. You just, nobody believes you any longer, Eric Adams. Everything you say is an enigma, a lie. Oh, you won't have enough money. Now you found the money. It's like endless, endless. And the power of deportation, if you worked with ICE, they could deport. They could deport. You have illegal aliens committing crimes now. We're well aware of that. You've admitted that. All they have to do is be arrested by local authorities. And once it's been adjudicated in the court system, 
ICE can have a detainer, pick them up, take them to Vesey Street, downtown or Elizabeth, and prepare them for deportation. Stop the nonsense. Stop the lies. Stop saying you can't do anything, that you're impotent. Biden won't let you do anything. The state won't let you do anything. Uh, the laws won't let you do anything. Well, what the hell are you doing as mayor? The lawyers, the lawyers, they made me sign the consent decree, which puts handcuffs on the police so they can't do anything to demonstrators, to corral them in and prevent them from tying up the city. Woe is me. We're tired of hearing this crap. Tired of hearing this crap. And then he's going to give advice to Governor Abbott. Like, really? Since when are you a lawyer? And even what they're doing in Texas, in some cases, it may really deal with a legal issue that are you compelling people to live, um, to leave. Uh, you know, that could be uh, uh, determined to be some form of illegal uh, trafficking. What are you talking about? You're such an idiot. You have no idea how it works down at the border. The illegals come across the border and they memorize two words, if they know no other words in English, asylum seeker. The moment they step over the Rio Grande in Texas, they are met by a contingent of, of, uh, <laughs> guess what? It isn't La Migra. It's Catholic Charities, which is a ripoff and a racket. And it's Catholic Charities that ask them, where would you like to go? Everybody coming to New York City, Eric Adams, is because they've chosen to come here. They could have went to Chicago. They could have went to Denver. They could have gone to other cities. Eight out of ten want to come to New York City. Why? Because you created this, this, this video atmosphere that they've shared with others that they're going to stay in hotels. They're going to have access to free health care, which you've given them, have iPhones and smartphones at us, the taxpayers' expense, and have everything that they never had in their third world country. You created that. And what Abbott is doing is legal because you even said they're paroled into the country by the federal government. They have a right to go wherever they want. And I haven't heard any of them, not any of them here in the city say that they were forced to come to New York City. You are a liar. And just listen to your former very dear friend, Dove Hyken, that you shared time with in the state assembly. He was in the assembly. You were in the state senate. You were the best of buddies. Listen to what he says about New York City now freaking mess. People are leaving. People are unhappy with the situation. Everyone I talk to, if they're not leaving, Sid, they want to leave. They want to get out. They don't see a future. And look, uh, Adams is the mayor. It's his responsibility to figure it out. Yeah, and he hasn't. Instead, he says, well, they leave taxpayers, now increasingly blue-collar working middle class, and they're replaced by illegal aliens. Even Nancy Mace from South Carolina basically said she threw her hands in the air and said, you got to get a new mayor. You got to get a new mayor. You buying it? This is a terrible. No, it's terrible. <laughs> it's a excuse. Get a new mayor. You need a new mayor. Everybody. Everybody says that. And now we have some breaking news here. Eric Adams, you have crossed the line. You have done it again, and we're going to war with you. Breaking news, WABC. So Eric Adams and the city uh, administration, housing services, have worked and are bringing in Somalian single able-bodied young men. And they're going to put them in the Canterbury House on Bay Street, North Shore of Staten Island, which is occupied by senior citizens, males and females. This announcement was made in the St. John's Catholic Church yesterday at the service by 
Father Hanke was trying to sell them on the idea. The congregation was not at all happy. You see, they fear the last time they tried this, they removed all the senior citizens there on Midland Beach, Father Capadonna Boulevard. Some of them who were World War II and Korean War veterans kicked them out and put the illegal aliens in. So now they're trying the medza medza poco poco approach. Well, we're not kicking the senior citizens out. We're just basically saying they're going to have to share their space with young adult Somalian men of military age with nothing to do and nowhere to go. How the hell you think that's going to work out? You you lost in Staten Island. You got beat. You're coming back out there for another battle. Hey, we'll meet you right at the Verrazano Bridge. Keep those illegal aliens out. It's the Riffin' Reed. Talking about... Featuring Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. The Curtis Lewa Show presents... Curtis's Ark with Nancy Sliwa. From bipeds to quadrupeds and everything in between. Now, with Nancy Sliwa, here's Curtis Sliwa. And that's the show you can hear every Sunday night from 10 to 11. If you haven't heard it before, you can get it on the podcasting at wabcradio.com and it's become so popular. It will be nationally syndicated by our parent company, Red Apple Media, as of February and will be heard coast to coast. But we're in for a cold snap here, not as bad as in Chicago or in Iowa, where they're doing the Caucasoid caucuses tonight. But it's going to get brutal out there. And uh, just an advisory from my wife, the cats and dogs should be kept inside during cold weather. It's a common belief that dogs and cats are more resistant than people to cold weather because of their fur, but it's untrue. Like people, cats and dogs are susceptible to frostbite, hypothermia, and generally should be kept inside. A lot of animals beyond just uh, squirrels and uh, raccoons and cats uh, will end up jumping underneath your undercarriage. Your car, in cold weather, they'll try to stay lodged near the wheels or the motor block. And a lot of times you'll start up the car in the morning and not realize there are animals lodged underneath to ward off the inclement weather. Just bang on the hood of the car first before you start it up. That will uh, awake any animals who are seeking uh, sanctuary from the inclement weather underneath the hood of your car. You really should do that. It'll take you all of a few seconds and if they're there, they'll go scurrying out. you got to do that because you start up the car, you may end up killing animals needlessly there. We're not talking about driving over them. We're talking about just they end up getting slaughtered underneath there. Please be conscious that they may be out there. And the other thing, if possible, open a garage door, basement door, put out a box, a shelter, hand warmers that you can put in the box. Uh, the cats and uh, other animals can use uh it works. In fact, if you go to uh, guardianangels.org, you hit the tab, uh, Animal Welfare. That's what my wife manages. She makes these houses for feral cats, outdoor cats. They're plastic. Uh, you know, the cardboard ones, they just, uh, they're okay temporarily for maybe a day, but that's it. And even if you line them with uh, plastic bags on the outside, they will deteriorate quickly. The plastic boxes with the holes so that the cats can go in and out. 
with a nice little uh, blanket on the bottom. Uh, that'll keep them warm because their own body heat will keep them warm. And just on that note, shelters around the country are beginning to blast dog owners who are bringing their dogs in, sacrificing their dogs to shelter because they're claiming, hey, we don't have time for it anymore. Uh, I can't have it where I live. The excuses for the surrendering of dogs in shelters across America is reaching an astronomic level. The the whole idea of shelters is if uh, a homeowner dies or becomes sick or suffers a house fire or moves into a long-term care facility, sometimes those trusted animal friends of theirs, family members, end up getting uh, sacrificed over to a shelter because there's no other choice. But incredibly, shepherds, huskies, herding breeds, and pick mixes are amongst the dog owners who have been pushing their dogs into shelters needlessly. Understand this. You surrender your friend, your family member, be it a dog or a cat or any other animal, into that shelter. There's no guarantee that they're going to be able to foster out your friend or your family member or that they're going to be able to adopt them out. And at a certain time, as the clock is ticking, if they can't adopt out that dog or cat, if they can't foster it out, if they can't find a rescue group that will take that animal in, there is an execution list, and they will euthanize your animal. They They will destroy your furry little friend, your family member, So think twice, three times, four times, five times before you surrender your animal, your friend, your family member to a shelter because they may well end up being executed because of that decision needlessly.